This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk. And then talk to Hawk New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They pony in my hat and they never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Get strong on the island. Recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop that up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amar Hawkins. Appreciate you taking the time out to listen to another episode of the show. Today's episode, we're going to be previewing the University of Virginia versus the Miami Hurricanes as they take on the U at 8 p.m. this Saturday. The U are top 15 team, number 11 to be exact. So the Who's got a, a tough task going down there to Core Gables and trying to get a win versus the University of Miami. Before we get started, you know we got to salute the sponsors. Aberinsurance.net. Make sure you go to Aber Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The good people at Able Insurance. Hit them up and tell them the ball hawk sent you so you can serve some shut-the-hell-up juice while you're driving behind the wheel knowing you are taken care of and insured. And also, man... If you love to smile, go to brightensmile.com. Use the promo code TheBallHawk to get 25% off of your purchase. So don't say I didn't try to hook you up so you can smile more. Go to brightensmile.com. Use the promo code TheBallHawk for 25% off your overall purchase. So what else we got? Oh, and go to sthujuice.com, of course, sthujuice.com for all your Shut the Hell Up Juice apparel, all your Petty Hawk apparel, your Be Great Today apparel. And if you haven't already, you can go to anchor.fm, search the Ball Hawk Show, hit the support button, and for just 99, for a little as 99 cent a month, you can enter in a chance to win free Shut the Hell Up Juice apparel. I will be raffling those off at the end of each month, so you got to be tuned in for that. Um, salute to the previous winners the past two months as they received their free shirt from the ball hawk. So y'all know what we do when we start this off. If this is your first time listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. But if this is your first time listening to a preview or a recap, you know how we got it. You got to get your mind right when it comes to football because you got to have that switch. And we always start off with some music. And uh, since we're going out to Miami, you know, you got to pay homage to the Miami artist down there or a song with Miami in there. And I, I just got to go to songs that came to mind when I thought about Miami. So, you know, you pay homage to some of the greats. And why not start off with a current legend down there in Miami in his own right? And it's Rick Ross. You know, be, be a couple of songs from Rick Ross. It's just my little mix. So let me get y'all mind right, man. Y'all just don't tune in to hear nobody talk all the time. If you do, I'm a little different. You know, we have fun. 
We got to pump some tunes. We got to laugh, joke, do what we do. And then we get to the analytical part. So if you just want to hear me talking, you might want to fast forward about five, six minutes. If you want to get loose and enjoy your drive and get your mind right and get in the mindset of a game day and what you got to do, then you might want to pay attention to what's going what's going to be played because – yeah, if you look, I told y'all the last time when I played Rocky Four for y'all, and I had y'all ready to fight Ivan Drago. I told you when I played that Team Spirit last week. Yeah, I got the feedback. I see y'all like it out there. That's what I'm talking about. So without further ado, who who are we gonna play first, huh? Let's play some Rick Ross with some with some Nas right now. Triple beams. Get your mind right. This is what you do in the locker room, right? You gotta pump a little bit of hip hop in here. I'm not a star. Well, that's a lie. I seen a man raise his hand on the stand. He testified. He testified. Homicides, amongst other things. We ain't gonna play that much of it. You know, the beat just take over. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you just gotta mix it in, right? You just go from one song to the next. You never know what the beat gonna do to you, huh? If this beat don't do something to you, something wrong with you. You not human if this beat don't get your head bopping right here. You ain't even got to know who Rick Ross is. Huh? I think on Big Meech, Larry Hoover, work. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, your head bopping right now. My head bopping. Uh-huh. Bounce around. You in the tunnel right now. Yeah. Go ahead and turn your speakers up in your car. On your iPhone. Or your Android. Or your computer. Yeah, we're going to go to the next song. Told you ain't going to be that long. We're just paying homage to Rick Ross. You know, we're going down to Miami. I'm not a star. Somebody lied. I got a in the car. If I died today, remember me that like John Lennon. Uh huh. Make all of my tattoo my logo on it. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. If your head ain't going forward real fast, I don't know what's wrong with you. Something wrong with you. And then we got to switch it all the way up. See, y'all don't know what this song is because y'all ain't never heard this part of the song. But when it, when it play, you going to know what it is. Especially you go to football games. Just keep listening. Y'all know about that JT money. Yeah. Yeah, you know the song now. What you know about that? Hit him high. Hit him low. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, we just don't. We, we got another JT money for you. Take it away, all the way back. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Who that? Who that? Who that? Huh? You couldn't tell my wife she wanted the lady rapping in this in this song. Yeah. 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 And then you gotta switch it up again. 
Ooh, ooh. I could just put I could just put my I could just let this ride right here. This is in every football stadium. Uh-huh. Shout out to Trick Daddy. Then you switch it up. I mean, because we're all going to Miami. Oh, y'all ain't know I could be a, I was a DJ. Uh, 92.7 Kiss FM, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Take it to the house. Take it to the house. Now I'm going to take y'all all the way back. None of y'all going to, if you look, I'm going to just play it. Because we are in Miami, so I got to play it. Here we go. Take you all the way back. If you ever seen Players Club, this was in the movie Players Club. Hey. Shout out to Uncle Luke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hit a breakdown. That's it. And then we're gonna end with the good the, the good feeling song right here. This is the last song. Cause I know y'all cruising right now. A lot of y'all like to listen to the podcast while you're traveling. I might end, I might end the episode with this with this plan. Let go. Uh huh. High bill. High will. <laughs> all right, man. That's all I got. Ah, so your mind right now? We going to Miami, man. Going to Miami. Playing a very talented football team while we riding a three-game losing streak. They got back to their winning ways as they defeated Pittsburgh at the Hard Rock Stadium, which we'll be playing them, like I said, 8 p.m. on Saturday. Um, it's going to be a tough game on ACC Network. Hopefully they have a team that can get some better research on our players and you know stop talking about quarterback numbers the whole time, but I digress. But last year... You know, we were riding the wave, and, and we went down to Miami, and we laid the egg. And um, it was a disappointing, disappointing game. It was a tough game to watch. It was a tough game to recap. It was just trash can juice, that game was. And uh, so we got a, we got a, a Zach Dahl revenge. Last year, they beat us 19-9. to 9. I mean, it was bad, bad. They returned, like, 11 starters. They got everybody back. They got a brand new toy and King at their quarterback who came from Houston. That's very, very dynamic. He's diminutive inside. He's like five ten on a good day, but uh, he can make the throws. He can definitely make plays with his legs. So let's go ahead and look at the team comparison. For jump into what they do offensively and defensively, and what the outlook for the game should be from the Wahoo. So team comparisons: we are one and three. They're four and one. 
Um, scoring offense, they averaged 35.6 points a game, while we averaged 26.3. They averaged 179 yards rushing per game. We averaged 158.8. They averaged 228.6 passing yards a game, and we averaged 264.3. Passing efficiency, they beat us in that category, 132 to our 104. Total offense, we have the upper hand, 423 to their 407. In time of possession, we have the upper hand, 33 minutes to 26 minutes. Flip the side of the ball, focus on defense. Scoring defense, they had the upper hand, yielding 23 points a game while we give up 28, I mean, 34, I'm sorry, 34.8 points a game. Rushing defense, uh, we only give up 136.5. They give up 144. Passing defense, we give up 277. They give up 252. Pass efficiency is 123 for them, 136 for us. Total defense, 396 for the U, 413 for UVA. Um, turnover margin, we're negative one, and they're even. So those are the team comparisons, like the tail of the tape if this was boxing. If you just looked at numbers, you know, numbers without context. Um, but looking at Miami on tape, I was impressed. First of all, their speed, it jumps out. Receivers, tight ends, running back, they can fly. They get to the second level you might be striking up the band. When I say strike up the band, that means the band will start playing because a touchdown will be scored. They can run. That's one thing they can do. They get in open space. It's bye, bye, bye. So we got we to gotta maintain our gap integrity, um, understand our keys, and um, understand where our teammates are at when we're coming to make a tackle and be sound tacklers this game. Um, starting on offense, they will spread you out. Like I said, they have a dynamic quarterback in King who came from Houston that's multifaceted. He's a dual-threat guy. Um, he's not as accurate with the deep ball, but he can make the throw. Like, you just can't dare him to throw deep because he, he can't complete him. He just – I think DB's been doing a better job of ripping the ball out of receiver's hands most versus him just cold-heartedly missing them. So – he does, he definitely has a live arm. He has some zip on a on a throw. He has to find passing lanes because he's not as tall, so we can use that to our advantage. But uh Cameron Harris is a is a good back, has good speed, had a long touchdown run versus Louisville. Um he's 5'10, 210 pounds, so he could do a little bit of both. Um receivers, D. Wiggins is a big guy. He's 6'3, 195. He can run. Mark Pope is the the well, one of the smaller receivers. He's six foot, but they just look smaller on, on tape. And then Mike Harley is the other receiver. He's 5'10". All those guys can run. The biggest thing that jumps out to me about Miami's offense is that they have a they create a mismatch with their two tight ends. Brevin Jordan was, the first, was first team all ACC last year. Then you have Will Mallory. And they're both juniors. Uh, Brevin Jordan is 6'3", 245. He didn't play against Pittsburgh. And Will Mallory is 6'5", 245. They play to their size. They play big. When you throw it up to them, they go get it. Extreme athletes can definitely run out of the catch. They're nimble. They're not your typical tight end that's just going to run straight. And if you hit them low, they'll put their head down and just fall over top of you. Like they will stiff arm you. They will sidestep you. They give you something at the top of their route. So to me, that's the biggest concern on offense. Are there two tight ends? What are we going to do? What are you going to do when they run wild on you? No. What are you going to do when – because they both line up in the game at the same time. 
And they they've shown that they can route up safeties. Linebackers have no chance versus them. Like they're that good. So to me, that jumped out as the biggest matchup issue that I have. Like, what are we going to do when 9 and 85 is in the game at the same time? Because bad enough, the guys on the outside can fly. So they're going to take the top off the defense. They're going to make the corners back up. They're going to uh, get the, the the eyes of the safeties. But if we are playing man-to-man like we did versus Wake Forest, I mean, the safeties are going to be asked to cover these tight ends. And majority of the time, we're going to be 9 or 10 yards deep. They've caught, they've caught five five yard out routes, five yard hammer routes, and turned and made huge gains because they're hard to tackle one on one. So we're gonna have to schematically come up with ways to get in the passing lanes, ask our linebackers to um, do a great job of reading their keys and getting to their spots and understanding that King is very dynamic. So when we rush him, we have to maintain our lane integrity. See if he, you know. He will step up in the pocket. I will say that he doesn't try to always look out the back, look, you know, get out the back door, meaning go outside the tackles. He'll step up. Actually, I think he likes to tuck it and go forward faster than he likes to scramble and, and move out. He's actually looking down the field. Like a lot of times I've seen him got, you know, the times he's gotten sacked, he's actually been looking down the field. So he looks to throw first. Just because he's diminutive and he can run doesn't mean he's a run first guy. He he's gonna allow the play to develop and if guys are covered, he's gonna check and see if it's a spot on him. And um even when he gets out the pocket, he's gonna keep his eyes downfield. So they run the same a similar scheme to what NC State did as far as their blocking scheme, just that inside zone, allowing the backs to use their vision. It's not slow developing like Wake Forest, but it reminds me of Wake Forest in a sense of they wanna lower you to sleep and the back has the ability to cut back or bounce it to the outside. So they give their backs a lot of leeway of using their vision and speed. And once they get, like I said, once they get to the outside, Cameron Harris, he can finish a run. He can finish it. Like he could take it to the career 50, 60 yards. He did it against Louisville. It was an impressive stretch zone where he bounced to the outside. Louisville was in man-to-man. The receiver did a good job of running the defensive back off that was to the field. And he just outran everybody and scored. So, And then also that game, um, Jordan had over 100 yards, I believe, and then Will Mallory. Oh, it might have been Will Mallory. Um, I actually could look it up to see which one had 100 yards that game. But I do remember Mallory had a long reception versus Louisville. That was impressive. Um, he ran a, a seam route, and he gave the safety a nice little hint at the top of his route and got inside of him. So, yeah, so Pope versus – no, it was Mallory. Was that his only catch? It must have got called back. Yeah, that, that, that play got called back then. But I know Jordan had seven catches for 120. And Mallory did score on a uh, fake quarterback power pop play. So the the play I'm talking about with Mallory, where he got inside the safety, caught the ball, stiffed on him and cut back, it got called back because of a penalty. But that went for like 60 yards. It was impressive. But um, it just shows that they're athletic, man, and that's something that, that we got to key on and make sure that we're prepared with, you know, a lot of times our backers are asked to blitz. And they also shown a propensity of getting sucked in on play action because a lot of their, a lot of their passes come off of inside zone fake. Like King is either going to put the ball in the stomach of his running back, or he's going to take two steps up and dip down. Like it's a, a quarterback run. And then he's going to pop back up looking to hit that pop pass in the seam. So, 
I say he's got to do a very good job of allowing the linebackers to stop the run. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Like, safeties, don't worry about filling the rush lanes until you know the ball is in the belly of the running back. Do your job. Or these tight ends will get out. They will outflank you and create another chunk play. So it'll be interesting to see what we do with Noah Taylor. Um, He's been a joker type of uh, defensive player where he's playing safety. He's playing on the outside. You know, will he be assigned to play one of those tight ends? At least I would say this. If you see that Mallory or Jordan are lined up at the line of scrimmage, meaning their hands in the dirt, you got to get your hands on them. Any as soon as the ball snap, wash them down. Don't just stab them a little bit and peek. Like, get both hands on their shoulder pads, jack them up, and then find the ball to make sure they're not trying to block down and release because they've been getting people with that. They'll step down like they blocking. The defense are in like, oh, man, I got a free rush. He's not blocking me. And he pops out, and he gets a big game. So you got to make sure you're chucking those tight ends, period. Can't let them go unmolested down the field. So, um, now on the defensive side of the ball, Miami going to get in your face. Their DBs going to get in your face. Ever since they played Louisville, I believe, they've been playing more press coverage than anything. They get up in your face and they challenge you. Al Blaze Jr., he's a nice-sized corner, 6'1", 192. Got DJ Ivy, he's 6'1", 195. That's Taller DBs with long arms that can run, and they're going to get up in your face. Uh, Bubba Bolden, one of their safeties, he wears 21, 6'3", 200 pounds, and you got Amari Carter, number five, he's six foot 200. Um, those guys are active. They, their eyes can get the best of them. They peek a lot. They guess a lot. They want to come up and make big hits, so they will miss some tackles. So it would be good to see Wayne get out on the edge one-on-one with these safeties because I feel like he can make them miss or just run through them, because rarely does Wayne get tackled. Samoan Slasher really don't get tackled by one person. Um, up front, Jalen Phillips, the defensive end, he's a guy that's going to jump out at you. He's the DN that stands up in a two-point stance, like he's like he's you know getting ready to sprint like he's a receiver, and he gets up the field fast. Gets up the field fast. He makes plays. Um, the defensive tackles, they're, they're athletic, and they like to get straight up the field as well. If you can reach them and watch them one way, it creates natural cutback lanes just from watching when Pitt played them, when Louisville played them. They get up the field so much that they create rush lanes for the offense organically. Like the offense just has to take them where they want to go. Now, they will stunt, and when they stunt, they do explode when they run games up front. But if you try to run right at them, you're not going to be successful. A lot of times I've seen teams have success running against them. It's been on the edges, like stretch zones, off tackles, uh, misdirection stuff. But if you just think you're going to go right downhill, you got another thing coming because they fire off the ball. They are impressive. They're an impressive team, man. They they still got that Miami-type swag to where they can beat themselves up and get that ticky-tack um, 15-yard penalty. So... It's going to be interesting to see. They they basically play um, a 4 because they have a striker. That's Gilbert Fierson, who's 6'1", So they have a middle backer, a weak side back, and they got a striker. He's like a he's like a hybrid. So they basically play like a 4 So they have a base uh, formation, a defensive formation that's going to allow them to check us without subbing guys in. 
Um, so it's all about moving Billy Kemp around, seeing what type of matches he he can get. Can you put him in the backfield and get him matched up on one of those linebackers? Um, Pogen, what what can he do? Because you know they they're used to checking bigger size athletic tight ends because they have two of them. So you know Pogen gonna have to show them he could be rugged and and, and make it nasty and, and make it a making a bloodbath. Because you got to go at Miami. You got to punch a bully in the mouth. You can't try to finesse Miami. You got to be physical with them. Because they think they the bully. They think they the physical ones. And when you show them you go hitting them in the mouth, then they know they got another thing coming. I ain't going to say they're going to fold or nothing. But they got they know they got another thing coming. But um, I did want to look at some fun facts from Virginia Notes that, that jumped out to me. First of all, did y'all know that that Pogen? I know a lot, Pogen, I know a lot of people been kind of iffy about him like man is he producing like that and what's going on with him but did you know that uh he's number five in the nation amongst tight ends with 18 receptions and then when you look at the top receiving tight ends in the nation it's four of them from the acc you got hunter low hunter long that's at boston college he has 35 receptions then you got noah gray from duke he has 24 receptions they number one and two then at number four you got Pogen with 18 catches. And then you got Brevin Jordan from Miami, who missed last game versus Pitt. He has 18 catches. So just when we think Pogen ain't really done that much, I mean, as far as receptions, top five in the country. Speaking of reception, Billy Kemp is, is on he he on a record-breaking pace, man. He number one in the ACC in catches per game. He number five in the nation in catches a game. He's averaging nine catches per game. It's phenomenal, man. Like he's ha- he's having a phenomenal season. Like he's giving us everything that we expected and more. I mean, two back-to-back games of ten catches. He's been phenomenal. Billy Kemp is, is a dog. And speaking of dogs, and then Noah Taylor, just when we think, hey, Noah not really doing nothing this year, he's the only linebacker in the or well, the only player in the nation with at least 20 tackles five tackles for losses and two sacks and two pass defense now i know that's like that espn you know you add in this that and you add in that stat no he's the only player but that's productive 23 tackles five and a half tackles for loss two and a half sacks two pass defense and that's for folks saying where's noah at and i know everybody's asking where's snowden at but like i like like we said man he's still developing and playing that weak side being more encouraged. And I would love to see this game, what we do up front. Like, will we go with our base three down linemen and two outside backers? Or be, because King is so um, elusive and he's a, a talent back there as far as dual threat, will we go to our two, four, five look, which actually worked versus Wake Forest very well. When you have Noah and you have Snowden up on the line of scrimmage at defensive ends. Where they, you know, they so big, it's hard to outflank them. Those guys do a, a great job of containing. Now it's all about filling. And now, you know, you got question marks as far as the secondary, as far as health. Okay, Joey Blunt, will he be available? He left the game early. Brenton Nelson, will he be available? He left the game early. Devontae Cross, will he be available? So those are the question marks. Brendan Armstrong on offense, will he be available? Even if he's available, will we stick with the quarterback packages? I would still like to see um, uh, Alvaro Armstead come in or Keaton Thompson come in because if you guys haven't forgot, Brenton played some receiver when Bryce was here. So when they're in the game, they could disperse the huddle and you won't know who's lining up at quarterback. 
And I'm pretty sure if they see 98, 99 at quarterback, they're going to feel like they got to check something to the base, you know, and things like that. And you could go from having Keaton behind the center in the shotgun, clap his hand, you send, Brent, you send uh, Brendan Armstrong in motion, all of a sudden he replaces Thompson as a quarterback, and you put Thompson in the slot, and they already made an adjustment to where they went base and they go in zone. Now you kind of got the look. You, you're dictating the look that you're getting. So there's a lot of things you can do. And um, with Armstrong coming back from a concussion, we know he's going to be uh, very guarded in the way that he tucks and runs. And that was just a fluke hit on the sideline versus NC State. But at the same time, will this cause him to always try to get out the back door? Will he always try to run the hump and get outside the tackle box versus stepping up in the pocket? That's going to be the first thing I'm looking for if if Brendan is playing. Now, if Brendan doesn't play, do you start Stone or do you start Armstead? Because Armstead was actually the backup, but he was hurt versus NC State. So that's a lot of things that, that we have as far as our storylines in Miami. How are they preparing for our offense? Because they have four quarterbacks they got to prepare for. Four. Now, you don't have to prepare for, you know, Thompson as much as a throwing threat, but a running threat, you still got to practice on the rush lanes. And that that probably could be the same for all the quarterbacks, right? You know, a mobile quarterback, you have a way that you attack them. And then you put an emphasis on, you know, what they do best. Like, you know, he's a speed guy or he's a strong guy. He, his tendency says he likes to get outside versus, you know, climbing the ladder. So that's just what I see. My keys to the game is this. more. You know, the first thing you got to do, you got to start out fast. You got to come locked in. Got to start off fast on offense. You got to get a couple first downs on that first possession. You got to show you can move the ball. You cannot go three and out. You cannot go six and out. I feel like you got to really push the ball down the field and and at least get a field goal. I feel like if you could come out, you could score points on your first possession. It's going to say a lot, and it could be demoralizing for Miami because UVA hasn't scored in the first quarter all season. They don't want to be that first team that give up points to UVA, especially if it's on the first possession. Defensively, keep everything in front of you. Make Miami, make Miami methodically move the ball up the field. With that being said, that means you have to improve on your tackling, have to improve on your lane integrity, have to improve on your gap integrity. You got to understand where your teammates going to be and where you have to be. Depending on the rush, depending on the front, depending on the coverage on the back end, you know your landmarks, you get to your landmarks, and you hold true to those. Because when you play bend or break offense, you got to be sound tackling. So it's easy for me to say keep everything in front of you, but if you trash can't use and tackling, we ain't going to make a difference. Third of all, you got to generate turnovers and make plays. You have to generate turn. You got to turn Miami over. I don't think we're good enough just to go pound for pound versus them. You got to create turnovers and extra possessions for the offense because being around, you know, breaking down film since Coach and I has been the offensive coordinator, we know it's going to be a lull in the game in which the offense is really not going to do anything. No matter how explosive our games have been for the, his, his entire tenure as offensive coordinator, there has been a lull in the game to where it's like, okay, we didn't do nothing that drive. Oh, we didn't do nothing that drive. So, that's why you got to generate those extra possessions. And we cannot, I repeat, we got to, if that turnover chain come out, it's a wrap. You cannot allow the mystique of the turnover chain to come out. They, they, they 
thrive off the turnover chain. Thrive on. I'm talking about it's like Popeye spinach. You cannot turn the ball over versus Miami. If you keep that turnover chain in the case, the psyche is going to be totally different because they want to turn you over. They want to put that 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 chain on and have that swagger and bouncing side to side. Nah, you cannot allow it. So you got to play clean football. And you got to turn them over because as much as they got swagger and they got confidence, they're fragment. They'll go at each other. They'll go at each other. If things ain't, I mean, we UVA, we lost three straight. If we win it or the game is close, like as long as we, if we winning, they're going to start looking at each other like, yo, what's going on? We letting this team stay close to us? Now, remember, number 11 team in the country. We got a three-game losing streak going to them. Nah, they don't want that. They don't want that. I mean, the past two games, King has thrown two two interceptions in both games. Got to keep that trend going. He's had some ill-advised throws. You got you you to make him pay. If they make a mistake, you got to make him pay. Because guess what teams are doing? They making us pay. When we make a mistake, we pay. When they catch them defense they want, they make us pay. We got to do the same thing. We got to make them pay. Just can't go through the motions. You're losing football team right now. You got to win the turnover margin. You got to win the time of possessions. You got to have more energy. Got to have more hunger. Got to have more want to. You have to. You're back against the wall. You just going to cover up or you going to come out fighting. So that's all I got for y'all, man. You know the motto, good is the enemy and great. Be great in everything that you do. Appreciate everybody that checked in and tuned in to this episode. Make sure you um, provide feedback on iTunes, man. One star, five stars, still a star. Definitely appreciate everybody that's been leaving feedback, man. Right now, the podcast is averaging five-star ratings, so that's absolutely awesome. Um, so I appreciate everybody that's provided feedback. Any Anybody that's hit me up on Twitter or Instagram in the DMs, providing feedback and thoughts on the podcast, is always welcome and appreciated. And um, I'm glad y'all enjoying the music too, man. You know, you got to have that mindset. I'm just trying to take y'all into the minds of a player before games, man. And with that being said, we're just going to continue to rock out the Will Smith, man. Hopefully, y'all have a safe drive while you listen to this and um, you're enjoying the game. I don't think a lot of people are going down there to Hard Rock Stadium, but if you are, definitely be safe. It's the Ball Hawk Show. We out. All ages and races, real sweet faces, every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican, black, white, Cuban, or Asian. I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.